Hey guys, before today's episode of the podcast, I want you to text me 212-931-5731. If you don't, you're missing out. I'm putting all my eggs in the fucking text basket. 212-931-5731. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey guys, this 40s, this was actually a good one. The first one was on fire. Hope you enjoy this uh, really interesting one of the doing versus the thinking of doing. Uh, that I think will bring a lot of value. So sit back, enjoy uh, this 40s. What's on your mind? What can I answer? How do you make determinations on where and how you spend your time, knowing how valuable and how limited your time is? Um, Oh, God, I'm really happy you're asking this question because if you can internalize what I'm about to say, you will not believe what it's about to do for you. The answer is the ability not to judge myself. By... You know how a lot of time, there's a lot of people in, there's a really dirty secret in the strategy world of like Bain and McKinsey where if you really get them drunk, they admit that the actions lead to the strategy, not the other way around. That's my answer to you. How? I make decisions. And then I try to look at my calendar the week ahead and see if any decisions I made four weeks earlier that made me think this was a good use of time. Am I able to move something, cut something down? I'm extremely thoughtful about cutting times of meetings. So one of the things I think that really make me successful is understanding a seven minute meeting is real mm-hmm. and not just making it a 30 minute meeting. Um, but the real reason is because I don't overthink it. I'm operating my business, I'm in it. How do I decide between going to dinner with Kevin Hart, because I can, and I want to build top of the funnel brand, or do I go take a mid-level client that I'm trying to build a relationship with? It's, you know, you ask every normal person, it seems like those aren't super close, but I can touch the pulse and be like, I'm going to LA four more times in the next three months. You know, the biggest mistakes I make are the ones of missed opportunities of the things by being crippled by opportunity. When you actually level that all up, my friend, it really is liberating. You will never even come close to making the right decision. I mean it. You just don't know what the alternative would be. People think that there's a right answer. You as an operator of your business, make the right call that feels right at that moment and just move. And people spend all this time and money on trying to think that there's a proper answer. I play on the extremes. I, I spend as much time as possible on the things that are showing me the most offense, right? However you're doing your customer acquisition to get to a hundo on a product like that, like whether it's Facebook, whether it's brand, whether it's, and then I spend the amount of time on my biggest vulnerability. You know, putting my finger in the holes to make sure the boat doesn't sink and building a bigger fucking boat and nothing in the middle. And knowing that I'm making that judgment at all times and the second I get new data a week later, I might have to completely change what I thought was right the week before. It's also why I spend a ton of time with my employees. The reason I'm an HR-driven CEO is if you really understand this, both your biggest growth and your biggest vulnerabilities are actually your own team. So I think it's a lack of, it starts with the ability not to overjudge yourself because that is the liberator of the model I just broke down for you. But even, even the, even the items that you may have scheduled out four weeks in advance, you still sit down at the beginning of that week to reevaluate. At our best, which I don't do all the time, my admins and I are doing some sort of version of an audit on Friday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you find yourself in that paralysis of 
where are you spending your time on the most valuable activities? I don't think that way and nobody, I mean listen, I'm in the mix for top busy people. Mm-hmm. I'm in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. You know, I go hard for 15 hours a day, I do seven minute meetings, I'm fucking in the conversation. And I easily spend 25% of my day on things that end up being dumb shit. That is where the speed comes in. Got it? If I, if I spent time looking back at my calendar for the last month, I'd be devastatingly sad. People judge themselves. You're the, if you're an operator and you're in the mix on your business, you made the best decision you could at that moment with the data that you had. The end. Is, was it to go to a Kroger's meeting or was it to go meet a supplier of milk or to go meet an influencer who was destined to be the one that broke you out? Mm-hmm. All three sounds right to me. And they all could end up being right or could end up being wrong. My thing is if you go super fast and go super hard and super efficient, you might be able to do all three if you're not spending half your time judging yourself if you're getting it right. You got it? You see where I'm going? You wouldn't be here, maybe, maybe that's what you needed today, like you would have this whole day back. Just even in the mind, there's no way I do this. That's not how I learn. Now you may learn this way, but there's never a chance in hell that I'd ever be at a 4Ds. Cause I learn from so much doing. That's why my data is so clean. It's why I'm an innovator. It's why I'm fast. It's why a lot of good things happen for me because I realized just the doing is actually more efficient than the thinking about it. Somebody said something really smart, funny to me once and it was like the dig of this version and it's a really funny conversation. He was talking about VaynerMedia at the time. This was maybe five or six years ago. He said, you know Gary, I gotta tell you, I love your company but I gotta take a little bit of a knock on you. He was trying to set it up. I'm like, okay, what is it? He goes, if I was sitting in this room and you guys were standing outside and I said, VaynerMedia, I need you to sit right next to me I know you guys would do it. He goes, where, I'm, where I think you need to be more thoughtful, Gary, is I have a feeling though that you might run through that glass panel and sit with us when you could have just opened the fucking door. And I said, yeah, but which one was cooler? You know, and so, and so the, the answer to that is like, I think what, you know, what that gentleman didn't understand in his analogy as a critique was he was trying to have an intellectual conversation about something that it's, all of our businesses will be super fun to talk about in a Harvard business study or around a campfire in 40 years with our grandkids when we can pontificate. And, but, but we're operating right now. That. Got it? It will work. You can't imagine how much mind time is actually being wasted if you're thinking about that question. It's crippling. I mean it. I have a lot of empathy for it. And I'm really like, that's why, you know, I don't normally pause before my answer. I was super pumped you asked that because it's one of the biggest answers I've got in my repertoire. And if I can, you know, because I'm a good communicator, if this is the moment and you get momentum on this, you will fucking, you'll be back in a year and be like, "It, it was just that. I didn't realize how much that was affecting me. And that makes you then faster. Then all of a sudden, you can see where this goes, right? All of a sudden, because you know you're doing this thing that's foreign to you, fuck it, Gary said, let me try this week. All of a sudden you're like, fuck, but I want to get this up there. And all of a sudden, that 30 minute meeting becomes 16. All of a sudden, that meeting, you just cancel and you do it the next day. 
you call, you make, you turn it into a call on the way to your, you, you, you know, I'm the manifestation at this point of being in my prime of something I've now done for 22 years. I'm now, tomorrow I turn 44, so I'm right there. 22 years of not running a, a business and 22 years of now running businesses completely always and now I'm in, uh, you know, in this state where like, oof, I feel really, you know, unstoppable because it's like there's, you're just at the extreme version of, it's like working out every day for 20, you're at, you're in a different place. I'm in a real crescendo of like this model and it really works. It's practical. You don't beat yourself up over mistakes? No. Because everyone else is doing it for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? We just can't. You know, I really do think business is much more like sport. You know, it's really funny. I used to always think that. It always made sense that I like both. Now, Now I hear things back to being in the prime. You hear things of like a quarterback saying, you know, I just gotta go to the next play. I know I threw two picks in a row. I, and, and he's right. I'm like, you know, I used to hear it as a fan. I'm like, fuck you, you fucking threw two picks, I'm pissed. You know, like I thought about, it. now I'm like, that's exactly right. Like I can make seven bad, dis- as long as I don't put us out of business. No, really, I really, it's that binary. It's a funny thing to say, but to your point and to like mine, as long as I don't put us out of business, I'm like, yeah, I'm like I, I hate that I made that call. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I prefer not to. Yeah. I, I wish it didn't happen, but it did. And spending, I've learned from it. I don't need to like, beat myself up to learn from it. I learned from it. I understand that I over went, I over leveraged our ice cream business to too much retail and gave them too much leverage and now when they kicked me out, I'm in trouble and I should have built my direct-to-consumer business. Right? right? Mm-hmm. It's not super complicated. Yeah. And speed becomes your ally when you're able to move. Bro, and you'll love this. Yeah. One thing that business and fucking sports share that nobody talks about, speed over everything. There's a reason the Chiefs are good right now. They figured it out. Draft speed. It's not teachable. To your point though, you find often you're in situations where you have to make, you have to make snap decisions. I, I can choose to do this or I can choose to do that and you're only basing it on the, on the available data. Correct, I don't even need to do any homework. It's why I'm always improv. I'm fucking operating my business. I can make a decision right now. It's the lack of judgment. Right, you see where that, see how that's kind of frothy, but you're like, oh right, that makes sense. Because if you choose, and then it was super obvious six months later that you should have went triple retail instead of doing diet milk, or, you know, making up shit now. Mm-hmm. Well, well, okay, but like, I didn't, but like what? Like, I don't, I don't think, I think people think they're gonna do some, pro, they, they value process. When you're, when, you're, when you're dealing with the actual consumer, they're moving as fast as you are. Not with me, that's why I'm win, right? Like I feel like I'm with them. I'm day trading. My decisions are in day trade mode. And people think that they're, they, they overvalue what they were taught in school. The process. You know how many more decisions you can make when you're not in the process of one? And then what ends up happening is you net win. Because that mistake you made was offset by four other good decisions you made. It's so cool to like even like, like I'm listening to myself almost right now and I'm like, God, it makes so much fucking sense but it speaks to why entrepreneurship is hard and talent oriented. It is truly a skill. Like there's a very big difference between being an entrepreneur and being an operator. And some entrepreneurs can be operators and they tend to do well and some people can be operators and they build very nice businesses. But 
getting good at those two things and the entrepreneurial part is where the real hyper upside actually lives. The operating part is commoditized. It's a more teachable skill than leaning into intuition, leaning into listening to the end consumer, leaning into you know, nuances of innovation, being, enjoying risk, not being fearful. I think, I think that what I just talked about is being the chiefs and I think most people are trying to build the 85 bears. People are defense oriented, which is great. Both, both can be good, right? In the way that I just said it, but like there are way more teams that have won because they were the best offense. Defense wins championships is a very, very misleading, very misleading statement. If a Hall of Fame defensive linemen or linebackers that disrupt the offense, sure. Go ahead. We, we, we have enough time to bounce. If, you, if you've got something on the tip of your tongue, go, please feel free. One of the things I'm really impressed by is, is the, the VaynerX umbrella, right? You've got different distinct businesses. We met today, different uh, folks across those. And Gary, what, what's driving that structure um, as opposed to, oh, okay, it's the speed, uh, you can move. Zach, I, I, you know, I'm tired of paying a big commission on my speaking fee. The kid who's been doing it for nine years is becoming a grown up. I really genuinely like him. I'm building one massive communications framework. Part of communications is humans that communicate. We should start a speaking bureau. That's the success. I don't talk about Vayner Experience and Vayner Live. I've had two failed attempts now at doing event marketing. He was in the hallways today. I know, I was with him. I love losing. As much as I love the Sasha group, is as much as I love Vayner Live and Vayner Experience, because I know the fifth time I'm gonna get it. Because live events matter in today's world. Definitely matters in your world, it's a place to think about. So like, you know, so. Can you move fast when you decide if something's not working? Yes. Uh, but where my team thinks I move slow is, it might not manifest in as quickly as they thought, it's because I haven't decided that's not working. I'm okay being down 31 nothing at halftime if I truly believe I'm gonna win 35-31. As you can imagine, if you've got executives, consumers, business partners, they're like, you're down 31 nothing. Right. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. But I was at the Monday Night Miracle. We were down 30 to seven with 10 minutes left, we won. It sure was. I wish social media existed so I can prove I was there because every Jeff Bam claims they were there but there was only fucking 4,000 people there. <laughs> so, you know, I think that uh, I do. I do, but that is a singular decision by me. Mm-hmm. Not my experts rallying around. But when my experts rally around and I hold the line and the final comes in 48 to 17, I look at them and say, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna do it to keep credibility with your teammates, you have to acknowledge when you're wrong. Mm-hmm. So yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that goes the other way. You know, sometimes, I mean, there's a story I reference a lot of hiring somebody and literally knowing within 24 hours of them being in the building that I fucked up big. That's fun. You know, <laughs> you know so, you know. We met with Claude today. Yes. And um, she really reinforced the heart, the culture. What do, what do you look for when you're hiring particularly your top talent? The folks reporting to you, the ones that are the emerging talent in that top bucket? Um, humility. Um, the big one, I'm so confident and I love people so much that the great mistake I've made over the last decade, which I think I'm just 
back to being in your prime, I think I'm just on the cusp of finally fixing, was I was attracted to people that were insecure because I wanted to help them. So the real answer is people that are deeply confident in who they are, which then manifests in very good behavior. If you're wildly confident, you're actually extremely humble. As I've gotten to know myself better, of like, why am I so weird? Like, it, uh, so much conviction and, and confidence, but like, real, like, if you really get to the people close, like, like, humility is absolutely my superpower. And so I'm starting to look for more, it's all emotional intelligence. It's are you confident, are you kind, are you capable? Um, and I'm doing a better and better job of really communicating to people like, my big thing to people is like, look, everybody is saying in today's world what I'm saying, so you're gonna think I'm kind of joking and you're gonna be able to get away with being a dick. I'm like, I'm saving you a lot of time. You will be fired if you're not good to the other boys and girls. Do you have the capability of being the bigger girl or guy in every situation? Every time. You're 100% right, yet you still roll with empathy and compassion, and then you can come to me and be like, Karen's a dick face, can we fix this? But to them, so you don't rock the boat? Communication capabilities. Are you, are you the kind of person that when the going gets rough, lashes out, don't join here? Because I'm the kind of person when the going gets rough, I'm in my calm and happiest and kindest state. I'm a wartime general. So I'm trying to communicate those virtues. The skill is a commodity. The skill is a commodity. Hey, here, good question. Um, so, so the past year, uh, we grow like crazy. It works, okay? <laughs> yes, I've heard. Mostly, you know, we're growing hundreds of thousands it's of so, It's so fun to talk about what I talk about because I know it's a 100% right because I've already lived it. I'm never guessing, so it makes me happy. Like, you know this, people don't call me on my bluff. Like, that's what you guys actually did. You actually just did it. Mm -hmm. Like, tomorrow I'm putting out this deck, the whole thing I'm alluding to on my social, like, gift for everybody. Mm -hmm. We're putting out a, Jason, how big of a deck is it? 250 pages. Putting out a 250 page deck that we put, like, like it probably, I don't even wanna, it probably cost me $100,000 to like make if I looked at all the hours that went in. Like, I don't even wanna look. It's going to be, it's almost like if I mapped my DNA. It's, uh, I, what's it titled? How to make 60, what's the final number? 50, it's not, I didn't let them make it round. I think it's 63 now. It's basically how to make 63 pieces of content in a day. But for real. Like, you know, I have that Gary Vee content pyramid, which was a great, great deck and like everybody lost their mind. This is like on some 301 level shit. I'm so pumped for tomorrow. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, nonetheless, go ahead. Yeah, so we're actually not really stuck on anything because I, I think the answer a lot of it is just doing more and we're yep. putting it all back into place. So what can I answer? Um, so a couple things. Please. You know, we made over a thousand posts, but that was me and him. Yep. And now it's the time to start building kind of a little bit like what you yep. got going on, especially because yep. we spent all the time in the dirt. Uh, I'm like running through video guys like crazy. Like, Why? What's your intuition? But like, let's play, let's play, because take on the accountability instead of the part that is, like. Our hiring sucks. Good. Yes. This is, by the way, that little moment is everything. If you want to know actually why I think I'll buy the New York Jets, it was that 45 seconds. The world says, because nobody wants to work, and I say, because my hiring sucks. And I love you for going there quickly. Now you start hacking. You've got to be way more upfront of the expectations. Like when I hired, when I hired my team, and Dio knows this, it's like 
you're gonna do what I did. You're gonna eat dirt. This is terrible. Like, I got a story. You know? Do you? Oh yeah. Give me one. Give me. I, I want to hear. I was unpaid uh, for eight months. <laughs> yes. I paid four hundred dollars a month to commute to Vayner. Uh, I got on a train from the beach in New Jersey, and it took me two hours and forty-five minutes door to door for six months. Uh, and that was just like upfront expectation. And then I got in a room with him, and he said, "Give me sixteen more months, and you'll be exactly where I want you to be." <laughs> And I gave him 16 more months, and like you know, like that was the first three years of my career, pretty much. Yeah, we we used to actually do a lot more gauntlet type stuff. That was just because we didn't have any money, so we're like, yeah, it's work for free for that's weeks. Ex- that's exactly right. So like, I think one of the things you need to think about this is where I get caught too, and I see it in myself, is when you didn't have anything to offer, it kind of worked out because almost the expectation up front was a better communication. Where you have a little fluff now, you can get caught. It's, this is so like cliche. I think you have to have a, to your point. I think you, you should almost probably make a video that's like funny and cool and on brand that like completely communicates if you want to do video for us, like this is what it's about. Got to make the promise more upfront. It's on us. I used to fire people and even during Nick's time, he knows this. There's people here that I did so well by who don't like me because I didn't communicate well enough that they weren't doing a good job so they were flabbergasted when they got fired. And that's the post-game version of what you guys got to do. In the pre-game, you need to over-communicate expectation. Like, over-communicate. You know, and not do the, we walked 15 feet in snow for four miles. Like, the thing that we all do. Like, I fuck, like, these kids don't, like, even your kids, and you're like, these kids don't want to work, you know? Like, that's not the actual truth. It's that you painted the wrong picture. <laughs> and, and so another thing we have is, so we have like a worldwide brand and there's, there's like diehards who would like move out to Atlanta in two seconds. I believe that, with those. I believe that. I have a slight problem because we've had a situation, people coming in and then once you let them go, then you're like, they got okay, apartment we, lease. We uprooted them. We, and feel, then, we feel really. That's involved. fair. And it, it makes me scared to like fish out. That's fair. Put, that's fair. There's two ways to handle that. One, you over communicate that up front. Two, you do what I do, which is you give egregious severances to make yourself feel better. <laughs> That's what, we, that's what we've been thinking We've, done, we've probably done that a little bit sometimes with this. We did something at Vayner where I was like trying to let the company do its thing and they fired somebody and I fucking hated the way they did it. I literally fucking paypal the guy a ton of my own personal money. And then I told them and they were fucking pissed, HR and finance. And I was like, cool, why don't you start paying attention to how I want it? Because every time I watch you guys do it, I'm gonna do this. It is a little crazy, I like that story. <laughs> My admins lost their mind, they're like, this guy's on some, because they see everything. They're like, all right, this guy's playing, a com-. like, you know, it's one of those like when you think you've seen everything and you're like, what is this guy doing? I'm making a fucking point. That's what I'm doing. Um, and, and one other thing, yeah. so uh, we made a- Where are you at with TikTok? First up. One viral video so far. I got How much are you posting? Every day. How much? Once one, yeah, more. Listen to me, because you guys already won on this. Four a day. All you're doing last time a year ago was buying up underpriced real estate. And you were doing that on Instagram when it was already four or five years into the knowledge that Beverly Hills or Malibu or Manhattan was gonna be good. You just bought Manhattan in 1954 instead of 1898. Mm -hmm. TikTok is 1898. I'm trying. Good, try more. <laughs> I mean it. Because yeah. you can't get that moment back. You can't buy Facebook pre IPO back. You could buy it when it was $20 on Wall Street, but that was already 
not three dollars like I got. It. And we're feeling it right now too. You can you can see it. I on mean, the dude, platform. It, it's crazy, dude. I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking. This is the one thing that will keep me relevant until the day I die. I understand underpriced organic attention of the consumers of the world wildly better than most people on earth. I keep saying it loud and LinkedIn for multiple, like, you, like you've gotta post on LinkedIn four times a day. It will work. These, it's free reach. I don't know what else to say. There's nothing more, I had, this is actually unbelievable timing. I had Brandon who runs Wine Library, so we have this wine text thing, it's really working. And so obviously I feel very confident in our digital capabilities to grow the list. But I'm like, you know, I'm always checking myself. I'm like, I wonder what's going on with traditional costs. New York Times was one of the biggest ways I built my dad's business. National New York Times ads on Wednesday. Is today Wednesday? Yep. Yeah. Yep. On Wednesdays in the dining section. <coughs> National dining section, full page ad, wine library, huge. I'm like, okay, that used to be $42,000 for a full page ad. I bet you it's like 20000 I wonder I should run one just to really have any feel whatsoever to how print does in 2020. I'm like, Brandon, call the Times, find out how much it costs. He calls me back yesterday, he's like, hey, got the pricing. I'm like, all right, how, I was like excited. I was like, how much is it? He's like, 46,000. Wow. I like literally, I'm like in Chicago, yes, two days ago, I'm like, wait a minute, it's got, it's got up 10%? He's like, yeah. I'm like, these fuckers. How the fuck is a full page print ad up 10% in cost from 1998? When there was no internet to have your attention. Mm-hmm. Anyway, nonetheless, TikTok four times a day. It will We're be doing events, by the way. Oh, love. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's. I was going to ask you what you think of it because it's. Crazy. I'm obsessed. Like two, three hundred people come out and they are diehards, like fun. Love like, Yeah, more. You think they're good? Yeah, Pretty I do. I love real life. Okay. I love real life. I'll give you another one. You want to really get value out of events? Spend the extra money to do something crazy that everybody wants to take a photo with. You see where I'm going? Yeah. Spend like an extra, now it's break even, charge a little more, and then buy a $4,000 like 800 foot foot. I mean, we're okay with even losing money on these. I bet you, because it's branding, you're smart. So like, the, the number one thing that I love about real life is the Instagram photo. Because now you're taking 300 people and they're building you the awareness up to 6,000 people. And if you give them the ammo for the ridiculous photo, you win. <coughs> <laughs> well, that's why I keep coming back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if uh, I'm right now, I'm doing this as like a side, side hustle. hustle. Yeah. Great. So if I'm trying to, if, uh, I asked, got some feedback on this earlier. If I don't necessarily want to be a, a brand, uh, is it better to create like a company brand or create some kind of a character? Did you want to real quick? Did you want to sneak anything out since you're leaving? Uh, that was my biggest question. I, yeah. Did it, did it hit? <laughs> Unbelievably, which is part of why I gotta so, go. So do me a favor. Do me a favor. Do me a, do me a favor on that. Like, it the one of the proud. I'm very good at doing what comes natural to me, at a forty, not a ten. But I was I was also very good at what didn't come natural to me, to do at a zero. That's why I failed school. Like I was. I've come to learn I was more than smart enough to probably get C's, but I got F's. I was really good at completely punting something I wasn't good at. The proudest thing that ever happened in my life at this point from a personal standpoint, forget about kids and stuff like that, was when I recognized at 38 and a half that I needed to get serious about my health. The fact that I then turned that into not what I first thought in the plane, which is at 40 I'll get serious, on my 40th birthday I'll start, and then within 
two hours of that flight started literally the next day is kind of what I wanna inspire you to do, which is the only way this good moment means anything is if you actually put it directly into practice, even though it doesn't come natural, you know, because you're doing what comes natural, so give that some thought, like really push whatever tricks you to do it, you know? Right now. Good, awesome. Likewise, thanks, appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the rest of the day. Absolutely, thank you. If you don't wanna be the personal brand, Right? Right. I'm a little limited right now. Of course. What, the question is what brand do you build? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Um, I'm just curious, is, is uh, do I start branding like as a company or I, I've thought about just kind of creating some kind of a character? What kind of character? Talk, I like it. What yeah, kind of character? Just, uh, you know, like a Western type like character. You acting as it? No, no, animation? No, hiring somebody? Person or animation, yeah. Animation I love because Mickey Mouse is a lot easier to control than Susan Sarandon, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I'm a big fan of animation, like a big one, and I actually think it's one of the big white spaces in in social marketing right now. Like I'm probably gonna create a augmented reality character that's gonna start showing up in all my content. It's a big conversation we're having right now. And then he'll be wearing, just like he wears goosebumps, he'll be wearing like my virtual dog that always barks when people do (laughs) dumb shit. And then everybody's gonna think it's cool and I'm gonna sell stickers and plush toys and barky bark. And then like to piggyback off of their question, if I was gonna do some kind of a, uh, an event deal, just because I wanted to. Talk to me where we're at right now in the side hustle. You've made stuff? We're, yeah, stuff is in production currently. Yep. Um, but we haven't. And who's we? A, a theoretical we or your partners? Uh, no, I have, it's my wife and I and then awesome. I've hired somebody to help me kind of navigate the fashion industry okay. as a side hustle and she has a lot of experience with this type of fabrics, this type of stuff, design and everything. Awesome. So um, just to try and like- Yeah, get off the ground. Yeah. I'm gonna make this very simple. (coughs) Your job is so simple and extremely hard. You have to make people aware of it and compel them to buy it. Right? You're gonna sell it on your own website? Yeah. So right away that has extra friction that a lot of people right now don't want. Right, because this is why Amazon and other places, like, like people don't want to put their credit card into shit. It's like, like even though they have automatic fill out, like this is where, like people don't understand how powerful convenience is. That's why the uh, Apple credit card thing is really interesting to me. Like it's just friction. Like I would be more likely to buy your product if I could just like not fill out anything and that's like where this is all going, right? So anyway, nonetheless, you have to build brand the reason I get obsessed with LinkedIn and TikTok is you don't have unlimited funds, so you need to be most efficient. There's two ways to do it. One, you win on art or you win on math, right? Math is you, you had the kind of background, I'm, make, I'm making up this scenario. You come from financial services, so you're grounded in math and you become incredible at Facebook and Instagram arbitrage and your CAC is, better, is under your LTV and you're just crushing it. You're one of those guys. Right? It doesn't even matter about that much about the marketing, it's just that you're so good at buying the ads and it's converting so well and you're not underwater and you're happy. Or you're in the art stuff, which is like you understand how to make the creative that actually gets people, like Dollar Shave Club was an execution of art, not of math. Even though it was a classic DTC brand that is completely built on normally being reliant on math. So. This is why I think people will forever follow me 
Because if they keep just doing what I'm doing and layer their own self-awareness on it to know which part they can and can't do, it's great that you know that like you've decided for yourself, maybe because of your other business, your, your job, or maybe just who you are as a human, I don't want to be the front. Um, the good news is that is not a requirement at all. There are far more brands that are winning than personal brands. So it's more common for that. I think influencer marketing is a beast for you. Like, I don't think people understand how apparel really works. Like, you're one person deciding to wear it away from doing more for your business than 9,000 other executions. So I think that's a very heavy place to focus on. Um, But a lot of the rest of what 4Ds was about has laid out for you the game. Uh, happy birthday, Gary. Thank there. you, bro. And uh, thank you for your staff. I was scheduled twice in LA, so Nick and Arjun made it. Awesome. Good. Thank you. Um, so let's say you have to purchase a wine library uh, today, and Sasha had run it old school way yes. for 40 years. Yes. And you purchased it today. Yes. What would you do to get the word out? Uh, that there's new ownership? Uh, not, not, not necessarily. Understood. But Word out for acquiring talent internally or external clients. External clients. B to B. Understood. B to B. Uh, and uh, in California. Yep. And I assume the business, based on forty years, why you brought up Sasha, is and at that level has strictly built been a hardcore grinding word of mouth business for forty years. Understood. The guy was hardcore grinding. He has a showroom. No, no, exactly. No, no, that's that's how forty years and three million looks like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. no, this is yeah. what I do for a living. Yeah. I understand. So okay. uh, he has a show, we have a showroom presence in yep. Northern California. It doesn't work everywhere, but but in Northern California it does work. What do you think your value prop is in in uh, in Northern California or just California in general? California in general. California in general. Next day ground service. Okay. To anywhere in California. Okay. And you but know, I assume everybody in California can do that too. Next day ground, no. Why? Because they're not in, they're, most of their head offices, they're moving out of California because it's just the cost of doing business in California. Yeah, fuck California. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, and then uh, face-to-face, you actually see a face-to-face. Uh, you can call us from a customer service standpoint. You can actually reach a, a customer service person directly, right away, and then also face-to-face, you can actually see your rep. Do a couple things. I would start a podcast around supplies. And I'm not kidding. Uh, I'm a big buyer of very narrow, very small, very niche podcasts, and I would invite the runners of the companies to be guests to talk about their careers. I'm not kidding. And I would be the host of this show, and I would invite the executives on the show to talk about life. By doing that, you become, you gain the leverage on brand of becoming the place of authority and all you're doing is interviewing your actual potential customers and making them feel famous, which then builds awareness. If you emailed the 900 clients that you know who you're trying to get, right? Correct. Correct. If you emailed them and said, hey, it's me, I want your business, that's one thing. If you emailed them and said, hey, I have something called the show, and I noticed that you've been the seven year head at (coughs) Canon, you know, Amazing. So um, we'd love to have you on the show to talk about life, nerd culture, what's going on in the industry, your personal career. You'll never get anybody to reply on the first one. You'll get half of them to reply on the second one. I would do that. I would then do what I do with Daily V and my podcast. 
I would have that interview. Then I would cut it up in a post-production world and I would run ads on LinkedIn of snippets from other people for them to see it. Yeah, because LinkedIn is huge uh, in terms of- No, LinkedIn's your, LinkedIn's your world. Yeah. You run LinkedIn ads against employees and engineers of the companies you're trying to reach with the content being something smart that one of the people said on your show coming from the account that is you or your business. Game over. You build a business. So you run LinkedIn ads against prospective Correct. companies. With content, with not came from the commercials. Podcast. With CNBC content, not infomercial buy my program content. Got it? So no call to action. No call to action. Because everything else he's doing is a sales organization. He's a sales organization. Everything he has in place is a sales organization. Whatever he has is sales. This is building brand. Once we get face to face, we close probably 75% of the time. I would argue, VaynerMedia is the fastest growing revenue agency in the world. I would argue that we are in the bottom 1% of worst new business processes. We legitimately don't know how to do new business. That's how much top of the funnel brand we have that just people hand us business. The companies in the world that only do RFPs and only have procurement literally hand us the business because of top of the funnel brand. And then the best part, true word of mouth of the people that have actually worked with us, steak and sizzle. Only two things are gonna be left. The actual product and the variable within it and the ability to communicate. And the ability to communicate is more powerful than the product because oftentimes the product has already been told you of its quality based on the communication. You've been told. You've been told it's the best burger. You've been told it's the best handbag. Why is this handbag $8,000? It's the best, really? Because if I take that burka off its name and give you the same thing, it's 800 bucks. Brand. Along a similar process you just did of diagnosing and then coming <laughs> through it, I'd love yep. to maybe, so the, the company's called Reventure, a Sasha client. Uh, we, uh, you know, uh, last year, about 100,000 leads converted to 2,000 starts. So the revenue generation happens when the student starts. Yep. Um, and uh, over the lifetime of that student, we get about $100,000. So we want to get those starts. Our, our business challenge today is... Have, uh, you, have you spoken to those 98,000 people? In what way? Have you called them and asked them why they didn't do it? Uh, we've done a lead conversion failure uh, study. But Sam, it's 100,000, 2,000, right? Yeah, 100,000, so we're 2% conversion rate, right? Yeah, from when the lead understood. Comes in. Yeah. How many of the 98,000 have you actually had a conversation with? What's your gut tell you? Probably. For real, for real, Don't, like, give it to me. 60% contact rate, so there's been at least one contact this, over the phone. But like, no, no, yeah. asking them why, not. Oh, okay, so yep. of those, of, of those 24,000, we know they didn't convert because of one or two issues, yeah. Because we um, have lo- training locations across the country and they didn't want to relocate. So relocation is the number one reason. Stop running ads that go into those regions. Into those regions. That's start point number one, right? Yeah, yeah. How are you guys acquiring leads? Facebook? Mainly through job boards. Understood. Uh, so Indeed, Handshake, yep. Nouveau, yep. all yep. the classic job boards. 
we don't do Google or Facebook today. Really? Which is the reason why. It's great, I'm glad, I'm glad. Because it's great. Those are great lead gens because it's intent based. But if we can focus on being regional with our lead gen from a Google and Facebook environment, it gets real good. Yeah. Yeah, so one thing is to stop in those regions where we just don't get much. If you can, I'm not familiar enough with the job board's regionality capabilities. Yeah, and part of the struggle trying to figure out is, you know, and when you're in an operation, you, you know, you're, you're obviously testing and learning all the time, but pulling back from job boards because it's worked so well, it's fueled our growth. So right, now you're talking about why everybody goes out of business. The number one reason people go out of business is they're romantic about the thing that got them there. Yep, I understand that. Yeah. And then, and then I'm building the brand, this podcast thing. It's real for you. Because you could just uh, mark it to... If ev- you know how everybody's like, oh, my company's got a purpose and we're doing things for, like you know how everybody, that's, you know, now we've got to all be woke and amazing people. So every fucking startup is like, we give back a dollar to the rainforest or we really give a fuck about snails in Portugal or like, like we care about people with hangnails. Like everyone's got to have something. I actually think the right way to do that is to actually have a content arm of every business that acts like a complete church and state editorial. I predict that in 15 years, every single business will have an editor-in-chief who cannot be touched by anybody. If you had a content arm that had no intent of it being a top of the fuck, my friends, the reason I believe I win is because when I make content, there is absolutely no thought of how it trickles down to these moments. Yeah. That's the punchline. It's not intentional in the performance of the funnel, it's just content. A, a former employee tweeted out yesterday that there is no such thing as free content. And somebody jumped in and they're like, because this person's always given me good accolades that I've helped them. And they're like, what about Gary Vee? And this person was like, even him. And I laughed. I was like, you didn't hang out long enough to actually get it. Of course there's something that happens, but, it's, but I, know, I know who I am as a human. I know when I make a video. I know what's happening. People understand that that's actually the punchline. Yeah. If you can stay disciplined and actually try to bring entertainment value and information value to every employee, you'll get business because people are gonna wanna be on your fucking podcast after a year. Mark my words. Yours has more. You know, more like, there's a lot more shows for like going into the workplace, HR, millennial workers. Now you're, you're in the game of being best. You have to do what these guys did on Instagram. Instagram it was, was at scale a year ago, enough scale that if them getting all these results, they were good at it. Now I'm trying to get them to get what he has, which is like TikTok, you don't have to be good at it. Just go hard. Yeah, because there's more of a buy there. He's going to win just on actually creating it. He only needs 47 people listening to his podcast for it to change his business. It, it's cool. This is why I love B2B marketing. He legitimately, this is no joke because you guys are in the C business like me, like he actually needs a fucking 400 people actively listening for it to double his business overnight. I actually need 10 clients to, to I could double my business. 10 oh, layers. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm three and it works for all of us, even B2C. Like you could start the ice cream show. I was I was thinking about that. So, so after I bought out my partner, yeah. I just had to change branding, sure. you know, like packaging, yeah. and 
you know. You had to do the things that you, yeah. You had to do the things you wanted to do all right. along. I and get then it. And there's also a fear factor to it where I didn't want to do anything and make mistakes. So it's kind of surprising to me that we're as good as we are without any brand. You know, what, without you, trying to build up the brand. Is it possible? This is exciting to is, ask. Is is it just a great product? It's a, I. I, mean, I'm I know it's your baby. It's I get my it. Baby. But what do you think? It's a really, yeah. really good. That happens. Product. You know that happens. I really no, but it's not. It's it's not saying that that's great. I'm I get it. I get it. That it's you know. So now I'm at the point now where I have to raise the brand awareness. We are going into e-commerce. I don't want to start it unless you know we have the sales going there. So uh, you know, I'm, I'm sort of starting at square one. Yeah, you are. Yeah. That's great. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I feel. You like know why it's great? You have no choice. Right. But like, for example, like TikTok, I know it's a younger audience. Yes. That's not necessarily the people that are, you know, it's, it's the moms, it's the, you know. Well, let's talk about a couple things. One thing that you should know is that teenage girls influence mom decisions of buying products in the home at a right. level that we've never seen. Mm-hmm. So one viral video, so let's talk about LaCroix. Right. LaCroix sparkling water was completely a phenomenon of Instagram girls which then led to the moms. Mm -hmm. I would argue the best thing that can happen to you is virality in TikTok, not mom blogger. Mm -hmm. But as far as creating that content, does that all come from, I mean, I sort of- You the human or you the executive who empowers something to happen for the brand to do it? I guess me, the executive. Yeah, yes it does. All right. That's right. Yeah. You have to be educated enough to make the right hire this is what I always yell at in my conferences. You know, I'll do my talk. There's always this great moment when I'm in that kind of talk where I'm like, I get the whole conservative crew or people that haven't done it like super on board. And then I'm like, then I switch it on them. I'm like, but now I know what you're thinking. Now that I've got you up over the last 20 minutes, you're about to hire your niece. You're about to hire the cliche 23 year old from school because you think they get it. If you don't have the ability to judge that person, you're vulnerable. Right. My favorite thing is I can do every job here. I can't do it well. Like I can't do any of the jobs at Vayner well, but I know them all. I can definitely judge it. And that's super important when you own a business. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. So if I'm trying to find somebody to post on TikTok, let's say, to create content for TikTok. Let me give you a real insight that I used to, I only said it once publicly, I'm gonna say it again now, I'm gonna say it a lot more. I really, really, really want you to download TikTok. I do. Great, yeah. and I really, really, really want you to spend five full hours over the next 30 days next 60 days mm-hmm. of just consuming it. Right. You will be blown away by how that little exercise will make you far more knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. You'll just have context. Yeah. You're like, why are they all doing that dance? What? But you're gonna, first you're gonna say, man, God, what society do we live in where every 11 year old talks about sex a lot more than I ever thought? Like you start doing all those things, but like you'll learn. Mm-hmm. You'll have a much better shot at making a judgment, but yes. No, but as far as like then who do you, you're trying to hire somebody that, to help create that yes. content that um, understands TikTok. Yes. So aren't they the, the 17 year olds? Of, I'm 44. Yeah, Almost 44. That's notice how I blurbed it? I was like 44. I said 44 and I was like, fuck it, I got a couple more hours. So maybe that's the misconception of my part It's the biggest misconception of all time. Like we do such typecasting. I hate that. Like, People that understand the Latino consumer don't have to be Latino and vice versa. There's plenty of Latinos that understand Caucasian mindset. You need somebody who's capable. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean a 17 year old. To your point, it's far more likely that it is right now. Right, yeah. 
But what I love about the five hours is, I mean, you, I gotta tell you, it's so fun life. Like, if you came back, if I got an email from you in nine months and it said, you will not believe this, before I started reading it, I'm like, she's the one making the TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, you just never know. I don't know what to say. This thesis is what brought me to Gary Vee. I was 34 years old before I made content. I, I was running a retail store. I didn't think I was a personality. I didn't move to LA and wait tables to be on TV. You don't know until, you might be the person. You just might. It seems foreign as shit, but after you get five hours of it, you're like, huh. You just kind of make one. Like, you, you, it, it's the cliche story. You're like sitting there, you're thinking back to this exact moment. You're like, what do I have to lose? We have no followers anyway. You do some sort of funny thing with the, there's a huge trend where people pour soda in, or, or beverages into a cup against this one song until it overflows. You might just be like, I'm gonna do that with our ice cream. Sure enough, be- this is why TikTok's special. You do that on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, nothing happens. But because there's free organic views on TikTok, you do that, and it's the right TikToker sees it and does their own version of it, and you wake up in a week and you're like, Gary is a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a real, that's, that's completely the way TikTok, like literally, so Drew makes awesome content. I posted, I was at Costco, the chi- like chicken's coming out of the oven, it got 400,000 plays. It's still going. <laughs> and this is like the most random. <laughs> it's fucking so thing. stupid. Hold up, hold up. It's literally that. My dad keeps showing me the one of the woman that tests kombucha. And I'm like, oh, kombucha gal? She's a monster. Kombucha gal, she's all over the place. I got like 400,000 plays. I was just at Costco. I was like, what? Like it's literally that crazy. But when it's good content, it can really go. Yeah. And all those chickens are unbranded. If you did that with your ice cream, like right. that visual, that much awareness, this is how it works. Yeah. You know, when that, when that Texas kid goes to an HEB after you get distribution and they're like pissed that they're there with their mom at the supermarket because after softball practice, but they saw that TikTok and they say, they're like, mom, mom, get that. Yeah. That's real life. All my friends who are making fun of me about my TikTok propaganda all have gotten really quiet because if they've been with me in the last three weeks, they've watched an eight-year-old run up to me and lose their mind and take a selfie. And every time they look at me, they're like, TikTok. Gary, do you worry about the perfect demo coming out of TikTok? Because it's, it's wild, it's kind of wild on the west. You just say, fucking go for it all. I'm trying to reach every person on earth. Right? So I don't, the demo is, somebody who's alive, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what about us though? Do we want to reach everybody that's alive? Of course you do. They'll self-select out of your shit. That's true. You know how many people hate me because I curse? <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm not trying to get them. Building a personal brand. Yes. Assuming baseline. Yep. What do you recommend? Self-awareness of how you best enjoy communicating and that allows you to make the most content. Written word, audio, or video. Starts there. And then once you've done that self-assessment, let's say it's written and video. Yep, then you make at scale. And if, yeah, and if you're not able to sign up for Vayner Talent. uh, You do it on your phone. Just do it on your phone. That's what I do. Yep. Every day. Just every day do it on the phone and post it. I did it for eight years. I didn't have a single person on my team. And you post it, uh, so you just wake up every morning, do a video just and- Just wrote tweets on Twitter. Just put it on Twitter and- I had a flip cam. <laughs> Remember those things? Yeah. Just like set it up and be like, hey, I'm right. All starts the same way, right? It's all the same shit, right? 
oh, we don't have the amps and the guitars to be like you guys. I'm like, they didn't either. They were a garage band. They had a shitty thing they bought at a garage sale and went to guitar store. Oh, we don't have the, I can't be like Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg had a shitty fucking camera and made background movies. Like, it's all the same shit. You don't need an Equinox membership to work out. You can go outside and Dio does that kind of random. Jump on fucking buildings or something. I don't know. You know, like, like, you know? Everybody uses an excuse. If you can write, you've won. Everything on your phone. Go write, go write your point of view on the current job market to millennials on LinkedIn right now as a blog post. Right now. Actually, you know what? I want to add that. I want to add that to 4Ds. I want to add to 4Ds a forced moment of 15 minutes for people to actually make a piece of content on the spot. Especially on the two that are organic reach. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn and TikTok. I like that. And how much time do you spend doing personal content development out of your... What do you think, you two? What you got? How much time do I spend? On a daily basis? Yeah. Developing his own personal content and... An hour, 30 minutes maybe, less? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You do it like first thing in the morning? I write everything. Every single tweet you see, I wrote that. Every single piece of copy, all the written words under an Instagram post, that's me. I post every single Instagram post. (coughs) I would say maximum 40 minutes. And you, do you have a habit? Do you do it morning? Think about that. Think about the fact just that I'm at, four, think about, yeah, just think about 40. Yeah, just like, think about 40 minutes though. Like, there's not a, yeah, like nobody's, no executive's doing that. It is the single most important thing in the world. Communication's the only thing left. Everything else is getting commoditized. about events, um, you talked about events for them. Yeah. I think you start with the podcast because it gives you permission to do events. Once you have 400 listeners, when you promote your own event on the podcast and then 12 people RSVP, you're like, holy shit, people are listening. Start with the podcast. Do that, it will work. Put that flag in the ground first. Cold email, you know how fun it's gonna be to fly home and cold email the 50 people that you dream wish that knew who you wish that they knew who you are and now the email says I'd love to have you on our podcast you're going to get yeses it's crazy we did that it works yeah even just dms on instagram work yeah. good for us yeah cuz that's more your world his version of that is linkedin messages for sure thanks guys for listening please 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 share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world i'm watching <laughs> have a great day